and welcome everybody to the Pac-Man Podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Ted Flint. I'm a BMG network. Well, Roe versus Wade is dead. For all intents and purposes, you can blow taps over it. The long-awaited decision has happened, and the left is apoplectic. And I'm I'm so much loving the liberal rants in the tears and the the outcry and the the reaction from the left. There have been riots in D.C. and in Los Angeles. I mean, it looked like, uh, to me, what I saw over the weekend, looked like an insurrection. If Donald Trump supporters did it, it would have been an insurrection. There'd be congressional hearings, there'll be a, there would, be, would have been arrests, but no, we don't hear anything. It's crickets in the media. Roe versus Wade is done. The Dobbs case, the Mississippi abortion case, is what was uh, upheld. And uh, But it's entertaining to watch. We're hearing from the left that this Supreme Court is an illegitimate court. Its legitimacy was chipped after Bush versus Gore. Anytime the left loses, the court is illegitimate. Every time the left loses, people will die, they say. And it's, uh, it's a threat to our democracy. And it's the, the result of racism and sexism, misogyny, and et cetera, et cetera. It, it, it's, you know, it's comical at this point. It's comical. But it was entertaining over the weekend to watch these these morons say that one-third of our government is illegitimate. That's what they said. The Supreme Court has lost its legitimacy. We're going to hear in this piece Liz Warren, and she is angry as all get out. She just uh, she can't contain herself. And it's not affected either. She is really ticked that Roe versus Wade was overturned, as is AOC and some of the others. Let's be clear. We have uh, so many problems with the Supreme Court and the legitimacy. This court has lost legitimacy. They have burned whatever legitimacy they may still have had. This is a crisis of legitimacy. And that threatens the court's long-term legitimacy. The court is about to face one of the largest threats to perceived legitimacy Ever in its history. The Supreme Court has lost legitimacy with the American people. The crisis of the very legitimacy of the United States Supreme Court fills me with sorrow. Well, they're on the, they're all on the same page. You got to say that for them. They, uh, they think as one, the left. Nobody steps on a line ever. Liz Warren, Larry McDonald, Lawrence McDonald was the last moron from whom you heard. He is the biggest no talent on cable television. And he has his own t- cable show. I, I I don't understand. Somebody likes him. Nobody watches him, but somebody likes him. All right. Uh, there's so much here to to to, uh, to flesh out, or as the NPR would say, unpack. And of all the liberal grievances wrapped up in one thread, how about how about Bush's 2000 win, leading the Samuel Alito and John Roberts? I heard that over the weekend. How the the Senate GOP's intransigence in offering Merrick Garland a hearing led to Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Barrett. And on it goes. One thing we have to we have to point out, and we have to give credit where credit is due. Donald Trump deserves credit for this Supreme Court, this 6-3 decision. And all the decisions that came down at the end of last week and early this week are were 6-3 decisions. We're going to get to all of them. But Roe versus Wade being overturned, obviously, is the biggest, the most historic reversal probably in Supreme Court history, possibly. Then there was a gun, the gun law that was shot down by the uh, Supreme Court. We'll get to that. New York's gun law and six or seven other states, their gun laws now called into question. We'll get to that too. And the the praying coach who was fired from his job for praying has been reinstated. The Supreme Court sided six to three with him. 
So, I mean, this is, it's huge. And Donald Trump deserves credit. He named three Supreme Court justices. This, the, the majority opinion written by Sam Alito, does not confer a right to abortion. Roe and Casey are overruled, and the authority to regulate abortion is returned to the people and their elected representatives, guided by the history and tradition that map the essential components of the nation's concept of ordered liberty, the court finds the 14th Amendment clearly does not protect the right to an abortion. That's what Alito wrote. And that's what the court decided. And they're right in their decision. They are right. They're 50 years overdue. The court, Roe versus Wade never should have been law anyway. It was poorly written, poorly crafted. And I'm not a constitutional authority, but I know enough about the way the law was written. Even uh, Ruth Ginsburg, the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg, said that she questioned whether that the way the, the law was written would stand the test of time. And clearly, uh, it didn't. There were too many holes in it. So Chief Justice Brennan, back in 1973, invented a privacy clause in the 14th Amendment that had not existed ever since the amendment was written, I think in the 1830s or 40s. And these six justices, the more conservative justices on the, on the court, they have a narrow interpretation of the Constitution. But the Constitution, it doesn't mention abortion. That's why the Supreme Court wiped out Roe versus Wade. It didn't ban abortion nationwide. Abortion is not illegal. The court did what it should have done with the issue decades ago. Return it to the legislative process. That's where it began with the people. This nonsense that the, the Constitution guarantees a woman's right to have an abortion or a right to choose is nonsense. It's left-wing propaganda. Now, whether you're pro-life or pro-abortion, obviously I'm pro-life. Life begins at conception, in my view. But you can mount a campaign. If you believe in abortion, you think it's a woman's right, then mount a campaign through the legislative process and win people to your side of the aisle. That's how you do it. You build consensus. But the left doesn't do that. They use the courts to get what they cannot get through the, the, the ballot box. And they will always use the court, except when they can't. Then, then, of course, the court becomes illegitimate. In this case, the Supreme Court. The left has been, they've been using the courts for decades to achieve through judicial fiat, again, that which they cannot get through the legislative process. Well, time's up. Didn't work this time. Supreme Court shoots down Roe versus Wade. You know, but it, and it, it was long overdue. It was long overdue. I've read so many, I've read so many great pieces about the, uh, the decision over the weekend. I guess Friday the decision came down. And I think the Supreme Court may be done for the season. I'm not sure. This is la- if they're not, they're going to be done soon. You know, for all the hate that was directed at Antonin Scalia, the late Justice Scalia, he openly admitted that passing a law granting a right to abortion was the right way to solve this issue, if that was your position. But that's how you, somebody wrote, I forget where I read it, but the ballot box is how you keep society up to date. It's not done through the Constitution. Though the left continues these legal wars because large swaths of their agenda are not popular with the American people. That's really what the issue is here. That the violence that has been perpetrated here in the name of this decision is just unbelievable. The reaction to Roe versus Wade. Arizona, the Arizona State Capitol was attacked and lawmakers were actually trapped inside for a time. And it looked like an insurrection. That's what happened on January 6th, although lawmakers weren't trapped. 
like I said at the top of the show, if if Trump supporters had done what people in Arizona did, there'd, there'd be arrests, there'd be congressional hearings, but crickets in the mainstream media. There were pro-choice so-called riots in major cities around the country, in L.A. and and uh, in Washington, but rioters were chanting, "Burn, burn the precinct to the ground! Burn the precinct to the ground!" These are the same people defending the vaccine mandates, as Tucker Carlson says. Where are the voices of reason and the voices of compromise? We can no longer compromise, evidently. Back in 2006, current Supreme Court Justice Elena Kagan urged a ban on partial birth abortion. Do you hear any such thing from the left today? Would Kagan even say that today? She is one of the three liberal Supreme Court justices. Bill Clinton, when he was president, his second term, I think, 10 years before Kagan said we should ban partial birth abortion, Clinton said that abortions should be safe, legal, and rare. Rare. But there's no longer any compromise possible with these pro-abortion freaks. And as Carlson pointed out this week, the left is celebrating not only the death of unborn children, but also they're celebrating the failure of children to make it into this world for a chance at life. That's what they're celebrating. It's a celebration, in my words, of evil and of death. I mean, and then then you have companies, large companies, that are forking over cash to terminate the life of a baby at any stage. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company told employees it would pay for their travel to states that allow legal abortions. That's according to a memo seen by Reuters. Citigroup, the bank started covering travel expenses for employees who go out of state for abortions. Goldman Sachs, same deal. Meta platforms, in other words, Facebook, Zuckerberg and his his pals at Facebook, going to pay for women to go to states where abortion is still legal. Yelp Incorporated, Amazon.com, Levi Strauss and Company, United Talent Agencies, Microsoft, Starbucks, naturally, Netflix. You got Netflix in your house? I'm not saying you should take it out, but Netflix, same deal. They're going to offer travel reimbursement for employees and dependents who travel for cancer treatment, transplants, abortion, and gender-affirming care through its U.S. health plans. MasterCard, Uber Technologies, Lyft, Bank of America, Deutsche Bank, etc. And on it goes. Major corporations, American Express, Macy's, Walt Disney Company, surprise, surprise, Gucci, doing the same thing. Disney said the the company's benefits will cover the cost of employees who need to travel to another location to access care, including to obtain an abortion. That's how badly the left, they're hysterical over this. They're hysterical. They're hysterical on the the gun uh, laws that were shot down in six or seven states, including here in New York State. Most people are not apoplectic over what what happened during uh, Friday's session at the Supreme Court. They knew Roe versus Wade would be overturned eventually. Thursday in New York, the State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, the court found that New York's proper cause requirement violates the 14th Amendment by preventing law-abiding citizens with ordinary self-defense needs from exercising their Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms in public for self-defense. Now, nobody believes, anybody, any reasonable person wouldn't believe that bearing arms in the Second Amendment 
was meant to restrict gun ownership to the home. But New York's gun restrictions demand a law-abiding citizen beg permission from government and then overcome a slew of subjective and discretionary standards before being able to exercise our constitutional right. Ain't happening anymore. The court didn't see it that way. Now, the the state legislature is going to convene this week. I'm recording this on Tuesday evening. Thursday, the legislature's back. Kathy Hochul's all nervous because we had to right the, the wrong of the Supreme Court. She thinks. There is no historical or legal support for such restrictions. They are plainly at the whim of left-wing legislators, authoritarian legislators. David Harsany wrote a good piece in, I think it was World Net Daily. Read David Harsany's piece. It was out on the 23rd of June. And I'll read you a quote here from Justice Clarence Thomas. It's in Harsany's piece. We know of no other constitutional rights that an individual may exercise only after demonstrating to government officers some special need. That is not how the First Amendment works when it comes to unpopular speech or the free speech or the free exercise of religion. It is not how the Sixth Amendment works when it comes to the defendant's right to confront the witnesses against him. And it is not how the Second Amendment works when it comes to public carry for self-defense. New York law says that you cannot carry a gun either publicly or inside your home unless you have the proper uh, certification. It's like, that doesn't even make sense to me. Well, the Supreme Court shot that down as it should have done. So the state, the New York state legislature is going to reconvene this week and they're going to tweak the law again. They can pass all the anti-gun laws they want to pass in New York State, and I've said this numerous times. Enforcing these laws is going to be another matter. People have had enough of these restrictions. Government overreach. These left-wing, they're communist politicians, many of them. They don't recognize the right of a citizen to own a firearm. It's plain and simple. Now, they'll give you any other excuse for voting the way they vote on a certain bill, but they don't believe that we have the, the, the wherewithal, the intelligence, and the, the expertise to, to handle a firearm. Well, we do. They want to ban AR-15s. As I've said before, Nancy Pelosi's bodyguards have AR-15s. Governor Hochul's, has, uh, her bodyguards have AR-15s. The state police have AR-15s. Why can't we? It's the number one selling rifle in the country. And speaking of Hochul, by the way, she got the endorsement of the NRA back in 2012. Now she's coming out a decade later like she wants to she wants to cater to the left-wing base, her left-wing base, because she's up for re-election. And she's afraid that the left-wing base will desert her. By the way, there's a, a primary tonight as we speak. Lee Zeldin is uh, running against three other challengers. I mean, there are four guys in the race, but I think that the, the, the smart money's on Zeldin. He's got the money. He's got the organization behind him. I would like to see Andrew Giuliani get the nomination. Or Harry Wilson, big businessman. He's kind of Trumpian in a way. He's anti-establishment. He, I know he was uh, working with Obama on a couple of occasions. And there's some questions as to how conservative he is. And, uh, of course, Rob Astorino, who's run for two offices and lost both times. I think, I think Astorino at this point is an also-ran. I don't like Zeldin. There's something about Zeldin. He's weaselly acting to me. I've seen a couple of his debates with the other three, and I, there's something about him. He just doesn't look trustworthy. I know he's a veteran. I know he, he was in the Senate. He's got a fairly, you know, 
conservative record, although he voted to fund the SAFE Act. But there's something about Zeldin I just can't warm to. I kind of like Giuliani at this point. But as you're listening to this, the race is over. So the, the results will come in in a couple of hours. But Zeldin will, you know, I'm going to vote for Zeldin if and when he gets a nomination. If he's a Republican nominee, then I'm certainly I'm going to vote for him against Kathy Hochul. We're about out of time, folks. And the other thing I wanted to mention was um, this high school football coach who was fired by his district for his brief solitary prayers following his team's football games. He's won his free speech battle at the U.S. Supreme Court, 6-3 to three ruling. It included multiple concurrences and a lone dissent filed by the three leftist judges on the, on the bench, Kagan, Breyer, and, uh, and Sotomayor. But the six, the three of them, three of them were, were nominated by Trump. They're, they're the majority, and they were uh, led by Justice Neil Gorsuch. The opinion came in the case involving Joe Kennedy, who was dismissed by the Bremerton School District in Washington State over his prayers. So his case to the high court charged that Bremerton was hostile to his faith and his prayers, which happened after the field had cleared, after the end of the game. Kennedy had asked the U.S. Supreme Court to reverse the school's punishment and decisions by the lower courts. He was successful. One man challenged the the left-wing orthodoxy, in this case in Washington state, took his case to the Supreme Court. They heard it because the Supreme Court here is only about 3% of the cases brought before it. And he he won the right to pray after the football games, which should be a a non-issue anyway. But we're in such a left-wing, the grip of these left-wing uh, zealots. They, they control our culture. They control our educational establishment. They control the media. They control large corporations, Microsoft, Facebook, Macy's, and the list I read to you earlier. They have a stranglehold on our nation, but we have to chip away. We have to use the courts the way they've used the courts. And we have to beat them at their own game. We've got to run. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. If you like what you heard tonight, hit like, hit share, and please hit subscribe and uh, leave us a comment in the comment section. And listen to all the fine programming we have for you on the BMG Network. We have this program, the Ken Burns Show. We have the Adrian Ross Show, The Essentials with my lovely daughter, Maddie uh, Maddie Flint. I almost said Maddie Smith. (laughs) Maddie, it's, it's very late. Maddie Flint, she does a great show, and she's only 18. So uh, please uh, support the BMG Network. If you want to contact me directly, it's Pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at thebmgnetwork.com, all lowercase. I'm Ted Flint. Again, thanks for tuning us in. And if the Lord wills it, we'll talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune into the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint. Thank you.